Our top story, the Supreme leak, which then led to protests outside the U.S. Supreme Court. Rare and stunning is how it was put early this morning as I was uh, reaching out to WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney, an in-depth look now at how rare leaks are from the U.S. Supreme Court and the legal and political reaction to the political reporting on the Supreme Court's first draft to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision from 1973. Rick, you're a lawyer. You were general counsel in the city of Jacksonville. You've studied the Supreme Court for years. First off, how unprecedented are leaks from the Supreme Court, whomever is ultimately responsible? Good morning, Rich, and I have to say I don't recall one of this magnitude or anything quite like this, particularly on an issue of this significance. Um, I think those pundits calling it unprecedented are putting it in, in context, but it's also trying to capture how significant this is, significant for the rule of law. The leak is very damaging. It's very damaging to the institution of the court. It's very damaging to the credibility of the court. And then separately, we get to the substance of what this means if this draft opinion becomes a final opinion in June. But the, the process, the manner in which this is happening, I do believe is very damaging to the court and to the institution. For those who may not study the court on a regular basis, on, a, on an important uh, decision like this case, and remember this is a Mississippi case, this was a first draft opinion that was written by Justice Alito in February. How many drafts would one anticipate being? Rich, you make a very, very good point. This is a first draft. It was February. And often for the court, their process is multiple drafts. And that draft typically gets circulated among the other justices. They provide input. They talk about it. They can change language. And in fact, they can change votes. Part of the speculation here is that Justice Roberts was seeking a compromise and was trying to shift a couple votes, potentially Justice Barrett or potentially Justice Kavanaugh, to a more compromised position because the court here had three choices. They could affirm Roe versus Wade. They could overturn it or they could find a compromise with a new standard such as undue burden. And so here, this was a first draft. And whoever leaked the opinion, the speculation is, is that they did not like the opinion and wanted it changed. But ironically for them, I think the leak may make it more difficult for this opinion to change. This was early in the process. We don't know where the court is now. But with this out there in the public domain, I think it's going to be very, very hard for this opinion to change. All right. So if nothing changes, then what does it mean for Florida? Well, it means nationally it means a political earthquake and potentially one here in Florida, too. But for Florida, let's talk about a couple things. One, what the opinion would do if it's finalized, it doesn't mean abortions are illegal. It just means there isn't a federal constitutional right for a woman to have an abortion. There could be a state constitutional right for an abortion, and Florida has a right to privacy in its Florida Constitution. And I suspect you'll see that litigated, that Florida has an independent basis for a right to choose, and that's in the Florida Constitution right to privacy. The other thing in shifting it to the states is states have a right to pass statutes. And nearly half of the states have statutes that provide a right to choose. Other states are more restrictive. And so if this becomes the final opinion, you'll see the shift from a federal approach to a state-by-state approach, and there will be a divide 50-50, at least approximately 50-50, among the states on how they approach this issue. So then, In Florida, as you know, we passed a a very restrictive abortion law a few weeks ago at 15 weeks, modeled after the Mississippi law. Yeah, that that was the point that I was going to raise. That takes effect on July 1st, so does that end up going to courts to ultimately decide, and will there be this middle uh, period of time where, let's say, the U.S. Supreme Court decision is uh, final, and the new state law or statute takes effect, and there will be this middle ground of more court battles ahead. 
if the draft opinion becomes the final decision of the court, then the Florida law would go into effect and there would not be a federal constitutional basis for overturning the Florida statute. There would potentially, however, be a separate state claim, and that relates to the Florida Constitution and the Florida Constitution's right to privacy. Regardless, you can expect the Florida statute to be litigated regardless of the final opinion here of the U.S. Supreme Court. It leads me to wonder about a thousand different things. But one thing that I immediately think about is some of the stories and reporting that have come out of, for example, Texas or even Mississippi or Oklahoma most recently. And the choice that women have uh, to travel for the procedure, uh, would this move us to a point where ultimately there would be certain regions of the country where a state would have a legalized abortion and others would not, and you would essentially see kind of doctor shopping in some ways? Uh, Rich, you've already seen that actually happen because of the Texas law, which is six weeks. You've seen a number of women in Texas going to other states. And so this gets into a very big policy question, and that is uh, women's rights, reproductive rights, which very passionate, very strong on this issue, versus the right to life, very strong and passionate on that issue. But if you're going to have this divide among the 50 states, those states that are more restrictive, you're very likely going to see, in some cases, women traveling to other states. That has already begun to happen in Texas. We're talking to WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute. I guess closing thought from you is what are you looking for next after something like this has occurred and the significance of this case and this potential uh, decision and opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court? What are you looking for to develop today, the rest of this week, that immediately tells you where the story goes? Well, you can already see the emotional divide. Very strong opinions, very strong statements from Nancy Pelosi, from Chuck Schumer, also from Ted Cruz. And I think you're going to see this play out in the days and weeks ahead with a very emotional uh, conversation. However, for the Democrats, it is a potential political. I'm going to separate the legal from the policy and talk politics. It is a political, potential political lifeline for the Democrats who are heading to the midterm, really in a very difficult place, looking to lose clearly to lose in the House, potentially to lose in the Senate. And this could motivate their base to turn out. And I think you're going to see a strong political discussion on the politics of this today and in the weeks ahead. And then in June, this is the final opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court. It does represent, I believe, a political earthquake, and it could very much have an effect in shaping the midterm election. It'll be fascinating to see what happens next. We'll buckle in for whatever happens to develop and follow breaking news updates in the WOKV app. Rick, thanks as always. Rick Mullaney, our political and legal analyst with Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute. The AP, by the way, could not independently confirm the authenticity of the draft. So it really is just Politico on a bit of an island here with the draft.